0: I'm not afraid. Are you? The Watchman Speaks discusses biblical solutions to modern day dilemmas. I'll tell you the truth, even if it's not what you want to hear. I am the old Watchman, Ezekiel. I pray you listen. Welcome to The Watchman Speaks. I'm your host, Lonnie Richardson. The old watchman and his clan would like to take this opportunity to wish all of you out there a very Merry Christmas. It's been the time of year when most people are getting up and camping out in storefront parking lots to get the best deals, eat 17 times more food than they normally would, travel to see people they really don't want to see, and go so deeply into debt, that they spend the next five years paying off what they bought this Christmas. Americans spend money that they don't have, just like the federal government does. They spend money thinking, I'll sacrifice this year and pay for it. Besides, I deserve this. Before the month of January is over, the commitment to sacrifice has waned. The struggle from paycheck to paycheck is real, and whatever they thought they deserved has lost its luster. You see, politicians spend money or do whatever they can to sink their claws into money to pay for things that make their constituency happy. That way, they can be re-elected in the next election, live more comfortably than their constituents, and don't have to actually work to pay off the debts that are piling up ever higher. No, they rely on working America to foot the bills. But many working Americans can't afford to foot the bill anymore. Most of working-class Americans are attempting to dig themselves out from under their own debts that they acquired during the last several Christmas seasons. A word of advice from an old man. Don't spend what you don't have, and don't buy what you don't need. You'll thank yourself later. All right, enough of that. I am the old watchman, and I do wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. It is, after all, Christmas Eve. Santa will soon have come and gone. There will be food to be prepared and consumed. The family is gathered together safe and sound. And the gifts are all paid for. That's what many would call a good Christmas. But is that really a good Christmas? I mean, stop and think about it. What is Christmas? Well, supposedly Christmas is a time when we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeshua HaMashiach. There are only two problems with that. December 25th is not Jesus' birthday. I'll show it to you in the Bible. Number two, we are never instructed to celebrate Jesus' birth. We are, however, instructed to remember the date of his death. And I'll show you that in the Bible. Now, I'm not going to go into all the details of how Christmas was instituted by the church to offset a pagan holiday. I'm not going to go into all the details of how Santa Claus, the Christmas tree, and other Christmas traditions came into be. I'm not going to do that. I'm just not. I celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But then I celebrate Jesus every day of the year. But I don't sidestep Christmas, although Christmas is a man-made tradition. No, I exchange gifts, I eat more than my fair share, and I enjoy the family. Just in case any of you don't know, I'm a nurse by profession. Up until this point, I've spent five Christmas days at home with my family in the last 28 years. Most Christmas days I've been working. Today, or tomorrow, will be the sixth Christmas day I've spent with my family, and I have that only because I had emergency appendectomy two weeks ago. I'll take it. I'm not getting any younger, and I'll take any holiday with the family God sees fit to give me. But let me return to why I believe Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. If you'll turn with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 1 verse 26 reads, Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David and the virgin's name was mary luke chapter 1 verses 30 to 31 the angel said to her do not be afraid mary for you have found favor with god and behold you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him jesus well in the sixth month mary conceived a son so she conceived in june no we're not talking about the Gregorian calendar, which was initiated in 1582. Nor are we talking about the Julian calendar, which was initiated in 46 B.C. No. We must remember that Israel did not adhere to the Roman calendar or to the Gregorian calendar initiated by the Roman Catholic Church that we adhere to. We're talking about the sixth month of Elul. Elul is an acronym of sorts referencing the book of Solomon. Chapter 6, verse 3. I am my beloved's, and my beloved is mine. Elul is the time of teshuva, of returning to God. It's a time of awakening. It is a time of drawing nearer to God in preparation to Yom Teruah, the day of the great shout, Rosh Hashanah, the New Year's Day on the Jewish civil calendar, a feast of trumpets and feast of tabernacles, Shemini Atzeret. Jesus was conceived in the sixth month, a month of renewal and preparation for meeting with God. Elul is a month of hope. Now, how neat is that? You may say, Lonnie, it didn't say that Jesus was conceived in the sixth month. It says the angel Gabriel came to visit Mary in the sixth month. And you would be correct. Luke has not recorded the fact that Mary conceived in the sixth month. Not yet. But if we look at Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 41, we find this. Now, at this time, Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, when did Mary go? She arose when Gabriel had finished speaking with her at this time. She went to Zacharias' house. Luke chapter 1, verses 36 tells us that Elizabeth was in her sixth month of pregnancy. Who was that baby that Elizabeth was carrying? That'd be none other than John the Baptist. It amazes me how God puts together things in his time. Mary conceived in the sixth month. Elizabeth was in her sixth month of pregnancy. John the Baptist was the voice crying in the wilderness, repent, the kingdom of God is at hand. And I am astounded by the fact that John the Baptist preceded Jesus not only to identify him as the Lamb of God, but preceded him in birth as well by six months, thereabout. Now Mary conceived a son whom we know as Jesus in the sixth month, given a normal time of gestation for humans. Remember, Jesus was fully God, but he was fully man. Therein we have the kenosis. His birth date would have probably fallen somewhere in the third month of Sivan. If you don't know what I'm talking about in these months, I covered the month of Sivan earlier in the year. It was episode uh, 20, I believe, back on May 22, 2023. The amazing thing about this is that Sivan is when Shavuot occurs, or the Feast of Weeks. I recognize it as time of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit was poured out on all flesh. Here's another amazing fact. Gabriel told Mary that when she conceived, the Holy Spirit would come upon her and the power of the Most High, El Elyon, would overshadow her. I find it amazing that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary in the sixth month so that Jesus would be born in the third month, which is when the Holy Spirit was poured out on mankind 33 years later. I can't help but wonder how close to the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out on mankind, how close was it to Pentecost that Jesus was actually born? Hmm. And no, Pentecost is not always on Sunday. The reason that Pentecost is celebrated in church on Sunday is because the church is counting 50 days after Easter. Uh, That's not correct. Pentecost always begins. The sixth day of Sivan. Always. Why? because there was no Easter during the time of Jesus, and there would not be an Easter for over 300 years yet to come. Pentecost occurs 50 days after the Passover Sabbath, and no, that's not always on Sunday either. Easter was established by the Roman Emperor Constantine, so let's not get our history confused. No, Jesus was not born December 25th. Another thing in the Bible The Bible never told us to celebrate Jesus' birth. We are, however, told on numerous occasions to remember the date of his death, Nisan 14, and we are given a monthly reminder of his death to be certain that we do not forget. Easter is celebrated the first Sunday after the vernal equinox, which coincides right after Passover. Constantine did everything that he could to stamp out Passover. Thousands, Christians and Jews alike, were massacred because they continued to celebrate Passover instead of Constantine's Easter. I'm talking tens of thousands. And if you consider Passover celebrations were still a death sentence as much as three centuries after Constantine, we're talking hundreds of thousands that were slaughtered because they chose to celebrate Passover instead of Easter. Oh yeah, and the Roman Catholic Church was Rome's snitch in those massacres. The acceptance of Easter by the church was the church's escape from martyrdom. Passover was the time when God led the descendants of Israel out of Egyptian bondage under the leadership of Moses. The blood of the Passover lamb kept Israel safe during the plagues God struck Egypt with. The day of the Passover is the 14th day of Nisan, always. Jesus died at the Passover feast. Jesus celebrated the feasts of God. He celebrated the Passover, which is ironic since he himself proved to be the Passover lamb of God. That's why Jesus was in Jerusalem, to celebrate the Passover and to fulfill the prophecies in Scripture. You see, the blood of the Passover lamb was Israel's ticket out of Egypt and into the promised land. The blood of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, is our ticket out of this world and into a promised kingdom in which we will be heirs. There are some who will tell you Jesus is not a Jew. Hmm. They'll tell you that Jesus was God and therefore he was not a Jew. Yeah. Jesus was God in the flesh. Jesus was a Jew. Romans chapter 9, verses 3 through 5, read, and listen very carefully. For I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ, for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom belongs the adoption as sons and the glory of the covenants, that's plural and the giving of the law, the temple, service, and the promise, whose are the fathers, and from whom is the Christ Messiah. Let's back up here a minute. My brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israel, or Israelites, and from whom is Christ Messiah, according to the flesh, who is over all. God blessed forever. Amen. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Jesus was a Jew. Now we are told to remember Jesus' death. Jesus died Passover, Nisan 14, remember? I said the blood of the Passover lamb was Israel's ticket out of Egypt and into the promised land. I said the blood of the Passover lamb of God was our ticket out of this world and into an inheritance and a kingdom. Well, let's go back to the beginning of Passover, Exodus 12 and 14. It says, Now this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you are celebrated as a permanent ordinance. Some people will say, that's law. Well, no, it's not a law. It's an ordinance. A law is a statute. A statute is a law. A law can be amended or repealed or fulfilled. An ordinance is a final judgment. An ordinance is forever. In Exodus 12, verses 26 through 27, and when your children say to you, what does this right mean to you? You shall say, it is the Passover sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the sons of Israel in Egypt when he smote the Egyptians but spared our homes. Exodus chapter 13, verse 8, you shall tell your son on that day saying, it is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. Exodus chapter 13, verse 14, and it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? Then you shall say to him, With a powerful hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt, from the house of slavery. You see, God issued instructions to remember this date, Passover, Nisan 14, as the day when God covered Israel and protected Israel under the blood of a Passover lamb and brought them out of slavery under the Egyptians. On Passover, Jesus died shedding his blood as he was the Passover Lamb of God to cover us, to protect us, to bring us out from the bondage of sin. We are instructed to remember the date and pass it on to our children. So no, Jesus was not born December 25th, and we are never told or instructed to celebrate his birth. And there are those who say, well, I'm celebrating Resurrection Sunday, and that's good. I celebrate Resurrection Sunday as well. Without the Resurrection, we would all be steaming in a barrel of hot pickle juice. But we are told numerous times to remember and celebrate his death on Passover. For without the blood, there would have been no need for the Resurrection. Now, I don't say any of these things to blast anyone for celebrating Christmas. As I've mentioned more than once, I celebrate Christmas as a time of giving and gathering of the family. Those are good things. And I'll say it again as well. I celebrate Jesus every day of the year. I celebrate the feast at their appointed times too. The feasts are not merely for the Jews. If so, we might find ourselves in the nations a day late and a dollar short when trumpets start sounding. Here's another thing. Jesus died at the full moon. Every month on God's calendar, we are giving a reminder of his death with a full moon. Now let's get back to Christmas. Should we as Christians celebrate Christmas? Well, let's see. It's a cheerful holiday for most. And it's a time when people exchange gifts. It is a time when family comes together. And those are all good things. What if you don't have family? What if there are no gifts? What if there is no Christmas dinner? What then? Earlier in this episode, I said that I celebrate Jesus every night not just on christmas i've seen the time when christmas was not so cheery the loss of loved ones makes these holidays difficult for some i've tasted that and it's not pleasant i've seen the time when there were no gifts and to be honest i was disappointed i've seen the time when there was no christmas dinner i was saddened that i didn't have anyone to share a burger with much less a full christmas spread. Let's face it, the holiday season is sometimes lonely and not so holy for many. I suspect it's because Christmas has become so commercialized over the years. It seems that Black Friday sales have overshadowed Christ during Christmas. It seems to be all about the economy and how well sales are doing across the board. Christmas seems to have been reduced to the bottom line instead of helping a fellow man. What would Jesus do if he were to see what our society has become? Oh, he sees. You can believe that. He sees. I rejoice that I have a Lord and Savior, that he saw me worthy of his love even as I was a sinner, that he would die for me in my rightful place, that I may have eternal life and heirship in his kingdom, that I can have a good wife and a family who loves me in spite of my weaknesses, What better gifts could I hope for? Jesus. The gift that has never quit giving. The gift that never loses its luster and the newness what never wears off. The gift that nothing else compares to. The gift that outshines all others. Just Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Now this is the last installment of the Watchman Speaks for this year, 2023. I've had fun, although I'll admit at times I've been challenged. I pray, dear listener, that you have enjoyed our time together and that you have been blessed. The Watchman Speaks is a podcast in which I delve into the Bible scriptures and see what God has said. I share those findings with you here. I'm not here to tell you that you must believe as I do or that what you believe is in error. I share with you the scriptures that support what I believe. To say the least, I am very comfortable in what I believe and why I believe in them. There are things that I see in the modern church that raises concern for me and I issue warnings. I sound the shofar to awaken those who have fallen asleep in apathy, call them back to ancient paths that lead to Jesus. I take this undertaking seriously and I've had my share of persecutions thrown at me and outrage. That's okay. I'm a big boy with a thick skin. But know this, when I issue warnings or share with you a topic that is unpopular, I love you enough to tell you the truth. I am, however, not infallible. If I am ever wrong and I am proven wrong, I'm not above admitting that I made a mistake and offering a public apology. I've not had to do that thus far believe me every episode has been written in blood what do i mean by that it means that over the course of the past five years i've had to come to grips with what god actually said myself many of these episodes i've preached to myself to stay on the straight and narrow path as far as i know i've never asked anyone to do anything that i myself have not done just so you'll know as i write this final chapter the watchman speaks for 2023 I'm looking at the statistics. I'm looking at precisely 200 downloads for the entire year. Now, for some, that would be discouraging, but I'm greatly encouraged. You see, when I first started this podcast, I told God that no one would listen to me. For the most part, I've been right. But here's where I messed up I told God in prayer that if the podcast made it to 200 downloads in 2023, That I'd continue working on the podcast prayerfully that he would be glorified. I now see how stupid I was. You see, I started the podcast believing that God wanted me to do such a thing, but I was operating in flesh. Or I would not have put a limit of 200 downloads on what God can do. In essence, I handcuffed God in what he could do. I'll put no such limitations on this work for 2024. I'm expecting an explosion of increase in 2024. Not for my sake, mind you. This podcast is not monetized. It's all out of Cheryl's pocket, my pocket. We will be faithful for we know that God to be faithful. But if you like this kind of content, share it with a friend or a relative. Help the Watchman Speaks grow. Not for my sake, but that God may be glorified. You can visit me at www.theoldwatchman.com. Send me an email. I'd like that. So until we meet again next year, I am the Old Watchman Ezekiel, and we here in the Richardson household wish you all a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, a safe and prosperous New Year. Shalom. Well, that's all for now. I thank you for your time and participation. Our time together is precious to me. Please, come and visit me at theoldwatchman.com for show notes, articles, video content, book reviews, Bible study material reviews, and Bible study methods. It's my hope and prayer that you get to know me through this podcast. Through the website at theoldwatchman.com, I can get to know you. If you liked content, consider following The Old Watchman on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. See you next time. May nothing in your life be missing, nothing in your life be broken. Shalom.